Hi, welcome to Living Life. And I know that life can get very difficult, but I pray that you will take the time to see how God is good and that He is for you and not against you. You know, one of the things that I love about reading the Bible is especially reading the book of Psalm. And whenever I read it, I feel like I'm overhearing the prayers of, of the people before me, our ancestors and the hero of the, of the, of the faith and seeing how the kind of relationship that they have with God and the things that they use to describe the Lord, to describe the situation in their life and how they're looking for Him uh, to intervene or to provide an answer in their lives. And I know that sometimes, uh, I don't do this often, but I wish I did more is to write out my prayers, that prayers are not just to be uttered from our mouths, but they can also be written. And when we write them down, it's helpful so that we can process and see the flow of our thoughts and the, the ways that we describe and the kind of relationship that we have with the Lord. And in this book, uh, in, in Habakkuk chapter 3, that's what we're going to be looking at, is the prayer that the prophet lifts up to the Lord. And as we look at it and, and as we hopefully get blessed by it, uh, I pray that we will see his relationship with God, and what God is all about, and how He works in the life of Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 1 through 19. A prayer of Habakkuk the prophet on Shigoyanoth. Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. Repeat them in our day, in our time, make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. God came from Taman, the Holy One from Mount Paran. His glory covered the heavens, and His praise filled the earth. His splendor was like the sunrise. Rays flashed from His hand, where His power was hidden. Plague went before Him. Pestilence followed his steps. He stood and shook the earth. He looked and made the nations tremble. The ancient mountains crumbled and the age-old hills collapsed, but he marches on forever. I saw the tents of Kushan in distress, the dwellings of Midian in anguish. Were you angry with the rivers, Lord? Was your wrath against the streams? Did you rage against the sea when you rode your horses and your chariots to victory? You uncovered your bow. You called for many arrows. You split the earth with rivers. The mountains saw you and writhed. Torrents of water swept by. The deep roared and lifted its waves on high. Sun and moon stood still in the heavens at the glint of your flying arrows, at the lightning of your flashing spear. In wrath you strode through the earth, and in anger you threshed the nations. You came out to deliver your people, to save your anointed one. You crushed the leader of the land of wickedness. You stripped him from head to foot. 
With his own spear, you pierced his head when his warriors stormed out to scatter us, gloating as though about to devour the wretched who were in hiding. You trampled the sea with your horses, churning the great waters. I heard, and my heart pounded, my lips quivered at the sound. Decay crept into my bones, and my legs trembled. Yet I will wait patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nation invading us. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. For the Director of Music on My Stringed Instruments. Now as we reach this final chapter in the short book of Habakkuk, uh, we find ourselves looking at the prayer of this prophet. And as we analyze it, uh, we see how he begins by talking about uh, God's power and his acts and what he's done uh, in the past and in the present. And the first thing that the prophet highlights is of, of how just powerful God is as he lifts up this prayer. And we see that he refers to a place called Taman from uh, Mount Paran in verse 3. Now, if you're not familiar with it, I actually had to look it up to find out what is, what is this reference to. And this is the location where God formed Israel. And it was in this region. And this is a place where Israel found refuge from Egypt after being delivered from uh, the Egyptian armies at the sea. So this is a place where God began to act in mighty ways to lead, to protect, to judge, and to shape His people that He's called His own as they are coming out uh, from from slavery, and they are now being called His people, and that they are seeing it done on a, a grand um, magnitude. And so much of His prayers are from what took place in the book of Exodus. And so we're given a description here of the sight and sound of Yahweh's splendor, which were audible and visible, and that all were there to witness it, and that they can and testify what God had done for them uh, as His people. So they were able to see God's glory in the heavens and to see His splendor uh, in the sunrise. And they saw Him send plagues um, down unto the Egyptians. And they saw the earth shake um, at the voice of God. And we also see God's power in verse 7 uh, when God deals with the people of Cush and Midian. Uh, because they were known for the idol worship during those days. And so all these different acts, they're recording and they remember that God is powerful, that God is uh, mighty to act when, when He allows Himself to. Uh, and then as He moves on in this text, uh, we see that God the Creator, uh, and Creator Warrior in verses 8 to 10. Uh, in verse 8, we see God being portrayed as this mighty warrior uh, who fights for his people um, on their behalf. And so when God split the sea, uh, we see that this was, not this was not a natural event, but this was God acting with wrath upon 
his enemies and he's showing them that he is in control and that he is protecting and guarding his people. And so God is being described as this great warrior with bow and arrows. And through creation, we see flashes of his strength as he fights to deliver his people. So these verses, uh, they remind me actually of a song that I enjoy listening to uh, by an artist named Chris Tomlin. And uh, his song was called, Whom Shall I Fear? And in the chorus, it goes like this. He says, I know he goes before me. I know he stands behind. The God of angel armies is always by my side. The one who reigns forever. Uh, he is a friend of mine. The God of angel armies is always by my side. And I love this image that he portrays in this song, telling us that our God who fights for us, he is next to us, he is before us, he is doing incredible things that we may not have imagined because uh, he is in working in the spiritual realm. We may not see it with our physical eyes, but spiritually God is doing it and he may also reveal them physically to us as well as he conquers and he delivers all of us into victory. Uh, and sometimes uh, we're like the spies that went with Joshua and Caleb into the land of Canaan. And we see the enemy and we think to ourselves, you know, they're too big to conquer. But for Joshua and for Caleb, their thinking was the enemy is too big that he cannot miss. Uh, God will strike them down. God will do amazing things if we put our trust in the Lord. And so it's all a matter of perspective. Uh, if we learn to fix our gaze upon God and not upon the enemy, we will see the good and we'll see how he is powerful. So don't let the fear, our fear, get the best of you. Pray that God will replace your fears with courage, to replace your doubts with faith, to change your weakness uh, into strength as you learn to rely on God in all aspects of your life. And then at the end, we see Habakkuk rejoicing, uh, knowing God's strength. Habakkuk can trust the Lord uh, even in a crisis. Uh, Habakkuk trembles, well, and so he knows that this is the proper response to God's power and of his authority. So he recognizes his weakness compared to the Almighty God that is before him. And so this is the reason why Habakkuk can rejoice, because he recognizes who God is and what he has done in his life. And I hope and pray that that will be your prayer as well, as you recognize the God who is on your side. And as we have just looked at the prayer of Habakkuk, uh, maybe some of us didn't know how, how important prayers can be. And I know that we pray through our words or when we're speaking or we're in the room. Uh, but there's something special that can happen when we write out our prayers. Uh, we're able to look back and to see the progress and what happened uh, during that period between then and now. And as we look at our prayers, I hope that you can write them down so that it can reflect the season or the time that you were in and that it can also give, uh, uh, sh gives 
us an opportunity to see what our relationship with God was like um, in that time period. And so may we make it a habit to write out our prayers that we can see uh, how God is working in and through our lives. And so may we be like Habakkuk and we declare and proclaim who our God is, how mighty He is, and that He is fighting for us um, every step of the way. Let's pray for that. Uh, God, we thank you for being our warrior. Thank you for being our creator. Thank you for showing us in ways that we may not have seen. And we ask and pray that uh, may we continue to grow in our walk. May we continue to grow in our prayers, that there will be depth and that there will be substance in our prayers, that as we write them out, that we can see uh, the kind of God that is being displayed in our lives. And so we are so grateful that we get to live for you. Thank you for calling us your children and that we get to live our lives for you and for you alone. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Single soul, the and the pig in prosa, see